Get ready to quit the build. The QTB crew is rounding up all the gaming news and hot topics of the week with a little extra something. And here are your hosts, Bruno and Nick. What it do? Welcome to the QTB podcast. We're so glad you could join us. My name is Bruno, and with me, as always, is my childhood friend and co-host, Nick Shrimptails. <laughs> it was me, Bruno. I admit it. I was the <laughs> one that put the shrimp tails in the cinnamon toast crunch. Listen, we're <laughs> gonna we're gonna have to dive into this because the last thing you want when you're digging into a sweet, sweet, sweet bowl of cinnamon toast crunch is to find shrimp tails. It's the wrong kind of crunch. <laughs> it is the wrong kind of crunch. But yeah, man, I, I I'm I'm definitely having a better day than that guy. Um, yeah. But let's be honest, the guy that we're talking about here um, is actually. Um, married to Topanga from Boy Meets World. So he's got a pretty yep. good life too. I mean, other than the fact that he found shrimp tails in yeah. his cinnamon toast crunch. I'm it's not making day, this up, people. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I can't make this up. And we got to get into it first. Before we before we get into all the, the news, the gaming news, we promise you this is a gaming news podcast. But when <laughs> shrimp tails comes up on the desk, we can't ignore it, people. We can't ignore breaking news. So, I have so many questions. Questions. Yeah. So le- what, what's going on with this, Nick? What's what's up with shrimp tails? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I I I, th- I don't I think I don't think we're ever going to get the full story behind it. But yeah, the poor guy opens up his uh, cinnamon toast crunch. I guess pours it and then is like, oh yeah, I think I think these are shrimp tails. And now it's gone viral on Twitter, which is why we were like, before we we're recording what? this, we're like, we have to we have to talk about this. Yeah. Like, how absurd is it to find like. Legit, and you know, like those were bitten off. Like it's not like someone just oh, yeah. happened to have like a cleanly severed shrimp tail, and someone's uh, someone had some like panko panko crusted shrimp or something for drilling out for lunch, and uh, they were a little bit too close to the assembly line for the uh, the old cinnamon toast crunch. Yeah, this guy named Jensen Carp, who's uh, married to Danielle Fischel Carp now. Uh, apparently on Monday morning, he ate a bowl of his favorite cinnamon sugar striped cereal. And as he began filling a second bowl, first of all, kudos to this guy. He's already married <laughs> to Topanga and he's like, what's better way to kick off yeah. my Monday than with not one, but two bowls of cinnamon, uh, cinnamon toast yeah. crunch. And, um, he said something plopped out of the box. Oh, not I the pe- plop. <laughs> he he put, it plopped out yeah. all right. Yeah. He said, I picked it up and I was like, this is clearly a shrimp tail. <laughs> Boy meets shrimp. That was yeah. his response. Was like, Dick. That's what I. That's what I say when I get a curly fry in right. my in my Arby's. I'm it's like, a this is surprise. clearly a curly fry that slipped right. in with the straight fellas. What's going yeah. on here? So wait a second. This I, is a shrimp a- tail. <laughs> I, I thought for sure I <laughs> I had the boxes correct, but I must have mixed up the shrimp tails with the yeah. cinnamon toast. It's a classic cereal taste. <laughs> That is oh like gosh. seriously, I can't think of an ever worse taste yeah. in your mouth than shrimp and cinnamon. It's like finding a uh, it's like finding a prize in your cereal box, right? And yeah. speaking of prizes, uh, of oh. course, our listeners, if if they want to win big, they can leave us a review on iTunes with our our monthly giveaway from Pierce Unlimited with the Pierce Pop Art Vault. I just stunned him with that transition. He wasn't really? ready for the segue. I was he was not ready. It. I was woo. St- like I'm I'm still saying. Yeah. There's the stars are going around my head. And- 
That's right. And listen, we are so appreciative. We've had a lot of uh, great reviews come in, and we appreciate each and every one of them. And uh, remember that if you sent us a review on iTunes and subscribed, make sure to listen to the first episode of each month, the one coming up in April um, and beyond, to find out if you're a winner of a sweet gaming merch prize pack from our friends at Pierce Unlimited. You get some sweet vinyl stickers um, and a a premium enamel pin as well. You are going to love what you see. Uh, And we again, we appreciate that so much. And don't forget that today's sponsor is also Pierce Unlimited for marketing media that works and bespoke design to power your business. Visit PierceUnlimited.com. You like that, Bruno? Oh, man, he is just on it today. (laughs) I mean, I I don't even have anything to add to that. Show notes are perfect. And moving on, let's light this candle. What do we got going on today in gaming news, Nick? I I, I feel like we're going to be talking about some good and some bad, but let's get to the good first. What do we got? We're getting kind of across the big three. We're talking about Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony really all have uh, their, their place in today's news story. Um, a little bit later, we're going to be talking about uh, the news that possibly Discord is going to be getting purchased by Microsoft. Very mm-hmm. interesting uh, story behind that. Also, we're hearing uh, the news later on that Sony is going to be closing some of their uh, their eShops for older consoles, both handheld and uh, the PlayStation 3 as well. And later on in the show, you do not want to miss this we have an interview with the uh, legendary voice actor scotty laser yeah you heard it right his last name is laser with a z you already know it's going to be amazing <laughs> um and this guy has some stories to tell he has uh, been featured in games like uh cloud punk a recent game um yeah. and it was just a, a real treat to get to talk to him so make sure to tune into that but the first story today bruno I'm, 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 I'm a little PO'd right now, Uh-oh. I'll tell you this. Because You're going to get we, it today, folks. We have talked about this before on the show, and I've always said, hold me back. Hold me okay. back. Because I don't want to go do on... It. You do. I don't want to go on one of these rants about you know Nintendo and their, their seemingly their inability to just reach out to people on, on, on social media platforms and just interface, interact with their, their fan base. Um, you know, we, we definitely had some frustration about the, the anniversary for Zelda kind of yeah. getting tossed by the wayside. Um, and, but you know, Mario got a whole thing, but yeah, where's Reggie at? Wait, what, Reggie, Reggie's, Reggie's on what game? He's working with GameStop <laughs> now or something. I don't know what he's doing. He's playing <laughs> Animal Crossing New Leaf on his uh, Nintendo 3DS or something. But, um, so no, I, you know, Today's today's story is about Mario. Mm. So Twitter had a trending hashtag um, just recently about it was hashtag Nintendo Direct, and I'm like, oh good, you know, finally we're getting another Nintendo Direct so soon. We just had the one because they're very hard to come by, and it was not it was not Bruno. It was people sharing memes about how (laughs) on March 31st is going to be a Nintendo Direct for like the live execution of Mario. Oh, (laughs) which is so morbid, (laughs) brutal. But the reason being, and we've talked about this on the show a couple times. So for Mario's big uh, anniversary, the 35th anniversary, they pulled out all the stops, and it was a a very exciting thing because we knew big announcements were coming. We got Super Mario 3D All-Stars. We got the Super Mario 35 Battle Royale game. We got the Super Mario Brothers game and watch which is a really cool thing for someone that is is, is a Nintendo, you know, retro fan. Yeah. And you know, it, it's it's been very cool to see those things, but we knew and they announced very early like, "Hey, these things are only going to be available for a limited time." And everyone's thinking like, "Really?" Like why you you haven't done this before yeah. and so you know we've kind of just put it put it aside and the date's gotten closer and closer and we got a, a confirmation from it's nintendo like y2k yeah <laughs> it's not real <laughs> it's- <laughs> we better prepare just in case go buy all the copies from from target 
my dad worked for the IRS when they and he was on like the Y2K like response team. Oh, like there snap. was a whole whole because they, they the IRS I guess was very, very nervous about like what you know the, the Y2K was going to do to I guess all these tax records. We need the and money. So like he had like a yeah he had a medal and everything. It was like this whole nice. big thing. And of course, as we know, the the year flipped and it was like. What were you? What were you? What were you worried about again? About again? <laughs> Is it 1900? He got a medal yeah. for a normal Monday. <laughs> he did. Hero status. Hero status, though. Always. 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 <laughs> But yeah, so you know the the story here is that March thirty first is coming, and the reason why people are putting these memes up is because there's a ton of content centered around Mario that is gonna get gone. It, it's gonna get gone. You're never gonna see it again. So let's just yep. go down the list of the ridiculous things it's gonna that be are in about a pit to in the middle of the desert alongside the ET cartridges they dug up a few years ago. <laughs> well, in true Mario fashion, it would be a bottomless pit. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, so of course, Super Mario 3D All Stars, of course, the uh, the Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy. The yeah. physical production for those games will stop on March 31st. The digital version as well is going to get pulled overnight in Japan, so you won't That's be able to, to so purchase weird. it on the eShop. It's so weird. That just um, makes no it, sense. You know, I've heard of FOMO, like with things like Fortnite or, or things that have those branded deals where, like, hey, we're bringing your character in for a limited time and people can purchase it. Like, these are the terms, right? But you're Nintendo, it's your IP. You <laughs> set the terms. You like, set it up. Why? Our I, hands I, I, are tied. Our you got to reel me tied. in, Bruno. We can't do anything about this is a, it. This, this is a family show. You got to reel me in. So. <laughs> We don't know if it's going to get pulled in the USA because, again, Nintendo's communication has not been great on this. Yeah. But that's just one thing on the list, right? So also happening is Super Mario 35, the Battle Royale game. Mm -hmm. um, part of Nintendo Online, if you have the subscription, you have access to the game. Really cool idea for a competitive platformer that lets you play Mario in a very unique way. Um, and one that, you know, Bruno, when I when I first picked it up, I loved it. I To this yeah. day, I still love it. But you know what? Two months ago when I first played it, I played it a couple times, won a couple games. I'm very good at platformer, yeah. just my thing. And I said, you know what? Oh, this game is getting discontinued. Done. Huh. Uninstalled. It's gone. Because why Why would I invest my time yeah. into a game that I want to get better at and enjoy and have fun and come back to when you're telling me that the servers are getting shut off just because you feel like it? Like, yep. I, I cannot wrap my head around that. Tetris 99 is also on the Nintendo online package um and that's not going anywhere so like what are you what, what are you doing What's anyway happening? so yeah on on april 1st that game will get pulled from the e-shop and the servers will be turned off so that thanks for playing no, that makes no sense i've like that's literally like it's i don't know like there's no like equivalent to it it's there's like not. it's like giving it's like giving somebody um, food essentially having them take a bite of it and then you pulling it away and saying thanks but um, we decided to close <laughs> down the entire restaurant and just like everybody along with it can I finish yeah. the food no you may not <laughs> yeah yeah it's like you know we were talking about um, on the nostalgia vault about bringing back you know classic like one off like spinoffs of sodas like uh, you know Pepsi Blue and then Crystal Pepsi and and how it's it's frustrating if you like something because it's yeah. probably not going to be around for much it's, it's it's a publicity stunt yeah. well in this case it's like the original product already has a shelf life on it it yeah. would be like when when McDonald's first brought like brought out the McRib you know when they were when they were trying it and they're like yeah we're only going to have this for a month and then you're never going to see it again. 
Um, you know, and they, they do that now. Like that's part of their strategy with the McRib is to keep bringing it back. But you know, again, it, it's this this boggles the mind. So, but that's not it. There's also other things that are getting oh, canceled for Mario on on March 31st. So the Super Mario Brothers Game and Watch. They will stop production for that. Not super surprising. I, I was kind of expecting a limited run from that. Yeah. Uh, but it is, like I said, it's a very cool gift and a, and a very cool way to play Mario Brothers. Um, I remember I had one Game & Watch way back in the yeah. day. I think it was the one where you had to catch the uh, the kids like coming out of the burning building. Oh, well, and... that's, that's always... <laughs> Yeah, that's a classic, right? <laughs> it's an essential, essential yeah. job function. It really um, is. You you don't realize how many kids are actually going to be falling out of a building, a burning building, yeah. until you become an adult, and it's more than one, and that's just a sad number. So, but also, so the uh, for the Wii U Super Mario Maker, the original, they're also going to be shutting the servers down for that game Ugh. on March thirty first. You well, know, and see, hey, there goes my Wii U. Like, why do I even have it anymore? <laughs> right, one of the few reasons why you might still own it, but. Um, you know, it, it's, I get it. Like it's, it doesn't make sense to keep it online. Mario maker two has everything. And then some that you got yeah. from the first one. So I, but that's not a, a Wii U title. That's a switch title. Yeah. So, um, you know, all of these things are lining up on the same day to the point that like what was, what was supposed to be a celebration of the Mario franchise as it should be is being marred by this date that actually feels like an execution like people totally. have been saying it's a joke but at the same time it's not and you have xbox saying hey we're putting all these bethesda titles on game pass and you have sony saying hey we're giving away 10 free games you know over the summer is our way of, of saying <laughs> thanks some some triple a titles yeah and nintendo's like yeah we're gonna carry through with the the, the scheduled execution <laughs> of uh all your favorite mario games we're on taking March 31st. all your games away from you we're gonna come to your house we'll take all your mario he's dead <laughs> yeah i just don't get it bruno i mean I, and you're right i can't think of any other example of something like this happening and it feels like somebody up there and if this is going to be and I'll, I'll say this you know i was a Doug Bowser, the new CEO of Nintendo, when Reggie stepped down. Coincidence. If this is indicative of what his philosophy is for what Nintendo is going to be going forward, like if the numbers are good enough that the FOMO worked and and we fell for it, I mean, I, I did, I bought it, right? I bought Mario 3D All-Stars, you know, and they continue to do stuff like this. I may have to rethink my relationship financially with Nintendo, right? Yeah, yeah, really. Well, I mean, you're, yeah, there's no other, when you're talking about, literally dangling something that's a digital good in front of somebody and saying we're not only I can understand like you said if you're if you're pulling something for a timed release if it's a licensed bit of content that happens all the time in um in Fortnite you see things that that pop up and may never pop up again but when it's your own IP like you said and you're not only pulling the ability to purchase an item from a digital store, but also basically pulling the server and saying you're no longer able to play this game. It's it's definitely it definitely stings. Like I remember when Halo 2 first they they first announced that like Halo 2 servers are going offline and there was just a flood of people that got on and played and yeah. it was it was so fun to go on and reminisce but it was very very sad to know that I have this game that's sitting there that can no longer be played and you know we've talked about this before in previous podcasts of digital goods and and the the shelf life that they may have and um it's really interesting because now with things like nfts um i don't know if you've heard of that or yeah the cryptocurrency um, art 
Yeah, so it's basically like a, a crypt for our listeners out there. An NFT is a non-fungible token, and it's basically a way to attribute, attribute cryptocurrency to a digital work of art. And I can totally foresee the video games bridging the gap of cryptocurrency and digital goods. Xbox recently sent out a survey asking yep. their customers if they would if they wouldn't mind paying with cryptocurrency. So, obviously big companies like Microsoft are starting to look at other investments um, you know, in terms of how they take payments, how they dish out content. And I wouldn't be surprised, Nick, if within the next 10, 15 years, we see something like a, a digital video game cryptocurrency where you your account has a value set to it because of either achievements you've you've accomplished in the game or perhaps skins that have come along. I mean, these digital goods, we don't want them to go away. We want to keep them. Yeah. So if if someone can make a an idea that you know bridges these two things together, these digital cosmetics with, you know, cryptocurrency, we've we're in business. So Atari you know. is actually attempting this. Oh, really? So one of the things about, and I mean, it's, it's, there's some dubiousness to it because yeah. the, the launch of the, the new Atari console, you know, no one's talking about it for a good reason, but Atari's play because they've been bought and rebought and it's not the, it's, it's not the, it's not the company it was right yeah. back in the, back in the eighties um, and before, but they are, but they the, still got this, thing, the, the nice wood paneling though. They do if you bought the the high end version. It's real wood, people. Right. It's real wood. Um, if you don't have that, then why even why even bother? But no. Right. So they they their thing is that they they created the Atari token um, that they want people that develop for their platform to use that as a method of you know, of of spending in game or even earning the, the the currency through games that are played. It's it's one of those ideas that seems larger than life and maybe a little bit too ahead of its time. Yeah. Or maybe with a studio not big enough to really back it up. But there yeah. is a conversation happening right now about about crypto and NFTs and and finding a way to kind of merge them all into the same space. It's a it's a very, very big picture conversation because you're getting into a lot of issues of, you know, this is a you know, cryptocurrency at at its core is is something that is decentralized, right? No one person yeah. has control of of the server uh, that that run you know decides who has what. It's it's a mutually agreed upon ledger. Yeah. Um, but they are they are trying that, so it would be interesting to see like if they can nice. figure out their niche because they've been selling Atari NFT like uh, cover art, like box art for their yeah. games, and you can you can own like original box art um, in that format. So that's really I, cool. I mean. It, it, the sky's the limit, right? But going back to Nintendo, you know, it's just like I had said before, Bruno. I have never in my in my gaming life, and probably never again, will I play a game, love it, be good at it, want to play it some more, and then see that it has a shelf life. See that they're shutting it down and saying, "Hmm, uh, that, that sucks," and just <laughs> moving on. You yeah. know, it, it instantly killed my interest in the game, and I know a lot of people feel the same way um, because Nintendo's definitely under fire on social media right now for all this. So time will tell. Let's see yeah. what happens if, you know, and, and it's very possible this could be one of those podcasts where we, we put it out, and while I'm editing it or a, a day or yep. two afterwards, we they put it. out that press release of like, hey, we heard you, but Nintendo isn't really very good at that in general. They usually stick to their guns. You know, yep. they're very private, and when they come out, they have they have something, you know. 
like we said, Nintendo Private Direct. Private and prideful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, both. Um, so like I said, hopefully this is not indicative of the new era of Nintendo. And uh, personally, I hope the numbers don't check out for them enough so that they say, hey, we made a mistake. Let's let's undo this and, yeah. and make these games possible to play. I'd love to hop back into Mario 35, but it's not going to happen. I, it's got a week. It's got a week left. Yeah, really. You know? The game just came out, and we're already saying goodbye, so okay. Sad, but, uh, sad farewell. But uh, all right, we'll be right back after this with more gaming news. It's 10.37 in the a.m. somewhere, people, and Nick, you know, just when we thought we had gotten rid of all the Microsoft news, they come back out with it. What's the deal? What do we got in today's Microsoft news? You know, Bruno, one of these days, you're going to actually get it exactly right with the time. Oh, yeah. Coming back from break. Where, like yep. One person's going to be like looking at the clock and yep. they're like, oh, my oh my God. I'm hoping did, it's me. How did he know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping it's me. I always listen yeah. to the podcast like a day later. And so I'm always yeah. hoping that maybe that will be the day that it's like maybe that I'm, I really will be listening to it at this yeah you know specific time so if for some reason you're out there and it is the time that i said it is um we'll just say 12 45 p.m you know leave we'll it give in the you itunes review be like <laughs> for some reason six stars he, he knew what time it was like he, <laughs> six stars yeah it's a it's like a downloaded live podcast i don't know how is this possible that was awesome. Um, That'd be funny if we could just insert you like your time in there like you know it's just like welcome back it's 10.35 p.m. And you're listening to the, the podcast. Well, Bruno, you know, if you're a gamer, it's always Discord time. And, yeah, you know, because sure. it, D- Discord has become synonymous with not only gaming, but just as the, the premier place, it's like the AOL chat rooms, you oh, know, yeah. that were to the 90s of like, if, if you wanted to be in one place and talking with other like-minded people, that's, you know, that's where you would go. And, yeah. You know, Discord has, over the last few years, really cemented itself as the premier place to, you know, make a place to talk about things. It's not gaming yep. anymore. It's people yep. talking about, you know, stocks and, and niche interests Stumps. and whatever. There probably is one. Um, <laughs> there is this huge rumor. And, you know, we don't really have anything cemented, but it's the, the numbers sound too specific to be wrong that Microsoft is putting out a very big number to try and buy Discord to the tune of a $10 billion offer, which is about right. There was a recent valuation um, when they they raised some money, I think last year, that put them at about a $7 billion valuation. Yeah. Of And it's just, it's crazy, Bruno. Like, wow. you know, like we said, it's used for so many different purposes. Discord is the kind of thing where I'm like, I, I really have to ask myself a lot, like, how are they really monetizing it? Because I know that you have Discord Nitro where you get some extra perks, but the perks, frankly, aren't really all that good. Yeah. And I would never I would never have a recurring Discord subscription, at least not right now. But I mean, look, like like we're we're you know, right now we're on Discord while we're recording this. Yes, that's you know, true. It, it's <laughs> it's it's synonymous just with with gaming and recording and it's it's kind of a mix of Zoom and like I said, chat rooms and it's everything yeah. that you want it to be. And I think it's especially interesting that this rumor is is happening, Bruno, because, you know, Microsoft owns Skype. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of people that grew up with Skype, 10 years ago, if you had told me, hey, let's let's talk online while we play games, we would have used Skype. Yeah, for um, sure. It used to be like maybe TeamSpeak or Ventrilo, yeah. but then, you know, there was definitely a move to Skype, and I was I was right there with them. Oh, yeah. I remember everyone would be like, Skype me, bro. Skype me. I'm like, ugh, really? 
really. But Discord, I'm on board with. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's got that, it kind of feels like Slack. I don't know if you've ever used Slack before. but I remember Slack. Slack, Slack is, uh, was actually recently acquired by uh, Salesforce. So these okay. big companies are, are taking notice to these smaller messaging platforms. I mean, Facebook acquired WhatsApp before the uh, breakup, right? Before they were mm-hmm. forced to break up. So they had WhatsApp Salesforce is on uh, Slack and is acquired Slack. So, you know, it seems very on brand for Discord to be acquired by someone. The fact yeah. that it's going to be acquired by Microsoft or Microsoft is interested in is is quite intriguing because you wonder, okay, well, it's obviously going to be integrated with Xbox. And I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Like there's a lot of benefits to, to discord. You can play games through discord, start your own little uh, channels and, and groups. And I mean, there's the, to implement it through gaming specifically, it has a lot of benefits. So it seems, you know, it seems plausible, but I don't, you know, I, I, as far as like how, what is the future of this in terms of how it will be integrated with other platforms? Like I can obviously see it being integrated with Xbox, but is discord so big that they would eventually say, well, actually we we'd like to have it on all platforms like Nintendo. And because that would solve a lot of problems for Nintendo. It really wouldn't yeah. be that big of a deal for, for PlayStation. They don't care. I'm sure they, right. <laughs> they don't, they don't care. <laughs> I mean, look, you know, Microsoft obviously is so much more than just Xbox. And yeah. I, I think that, especially when you're talking about a $10 billion purchase, that oh, yeah. there's obviously going to be a lot of use cases that Microsoft will be able to use utilize um and you know they, i think they what they recently acquired uh, linkedin for 26.2 billion in oh, 2016 wow. so yeah that's that's i mean there you go but uh, you know the, the thing is there are so many ways that you can use discord and you know the reason why i'm bringing up skype because i think this is a legitimate criticism that some people are already looking at like man i'm not sure if i want these guys holding the keys to this skype mm-hmm. blew it skype blew it bruno it's just yeah. that simple yeah in the pandemic you know all of these these voip clients and chat clients, everybody had a chance to step up and get their piece of the pie because I can promise you that in a post-COVID world, there's still going to be that increased work-from-home presence because now we have the infrastructure, we know it can be done, and businesses can't do what they used to of being like, oh, well, wait, it's not not feasible. It obviously is. Yeah, well, and not only that, but Nick, like, listen, I, as somebody who's worked in Silicon Valley and in the tech field and all that kind of stuff, I can tell you that the rent is too dang high, especially (laughs) for these, like, these companies. We're talking They have to sign like five year leases for for these office spaces sometimes five year leases at like five to 10, maybe $15,000 a month. That is incredibly like incredibly expensive in the in the grand scheme of things. And like you said, if we're if we can prove that you can work from home and all we have to do is set you up with maybe a nice mic, you know, a stipend to get better in internet. It's like, yeah, that's that's infinitely cheaper than having an actual office space. So you're right. Like we're everyone had the chance to do it. And I feel like you said it perfectly. Like 
this past year was the testing for that. If you were going to get on board or try and improve your services, last year was the time to do it. And Zoom blew up. It really did. Yeah. So I, I guarantee you we'll see a Zoom acquisition at some point, you know, if, if it hasn't oh, already been, you know, yeah. like somebody's going to get out there because – we're we're in the billions now. Like it it's just it's so crazy that we have leapfrog into like, you know, these companies aren't worth a hundred million, five hundred million anymore. We're talking like billions of dollars for yeah. these these individual purchases that they're making. It's it's incredible. That is a staggering amount of money for a company. Yeah. Just mind blowing. It's very difficult to rationalize like what that actually means in terms of, you know, like when you hear like, oh the national debt is, you know, X trillion dollars. Like, yeah. okay. Okay, that's a number. That's I don't a number. I, I can't I can't really like you know internalize what that what that yeah. actually means, but yeah, it's it's crazy. And then, like you said, in, in one of our last interviews, Cash is King and Microsoft, boy, they got it. So yep. they're not they're not they're not afraid to fire. And you know, I, I was thinking about you know, critics are pointing to one thing, and that is well, two things really. One, like we said, Skype largely failed to capture their piece of the pie, and so it kind of feels like Microsoft playing catch up and kind of buying into what they they had a chance to capture. Um, and if, if Skype. You know, if if we see something happen to Discord similar to Skype, where the call quality went down and it just didn't have, it didn't keep up with the new features. You know, hopefully they they do keep the Discord team, um, you know, all there. And yeah. hey, you know, this is still a rumor. You know, it's very possible Discord could very well say no deal. Um, no deal. That, that it would be crazy to turn down a number yeah, like that. Very but. crazy. Well, see, I got I got a, I got a little insider tip for you here. Uh, mm. Silicon Valley is notoriously broke, and okay. these company, yeah, they are. Uh, yeah. The companies that like like Discord um, usually get their funding through venture capitalists or angel investors, people that come in that have a lot of money that basically foot the bill for a long time, and at a certain point, they have to pay back these investors or acquire more money from them. So for a long time. Businesses like Uber and Twitter and I'm sure Discord as well don't turn a profit for the cost that they have to incur to yeah. stay afloat. Like you said, Nitro's not really that big of a deal. So like how are they how are they monetizing? They're not. They're simply not. Like this is the insider secret that a lot a lot of people don't know about. So when you create a company in in um you know in the tech sphere and whatnot, your goal is to either go IPO or to get acquired. And when a Microsoft comes to you or another big company like that at the tune of $10 billion, you look at that, you look how much you have to, to repay your angel investors and you say, you know what, let's just sit pretty with this. And, you know, you can write your own terms and say, oh, well, we want to maintain this, you know, this amount of stock or whatever. And so, you know, you go into negotiation mode, but it's going to be sold or acquired at some point. The question absolutely. is just for how much and by who. When you're talking about Discord Nitro, you're absolutely right. In 2020, they made $130. $130. That's it. $130. Bucks. <laughs> That's, That's it. it. $130. <laughs> Best year ever. No, $130 million in revenue in 2020. And most of that was from Nitro. And you're talking about a valuation of potentially $10 billion. You know, mm -hmm. that's that's nothing compared yeah. to that number. It's like one percent of, of, of ten billion. So um, you know, and I'm ten people are 
plugging into their calculators, I'm sure I'll get an email. <laughs> actually, actually, pretty sure that's about right. But um, you know, some some critics are actually pointing to Mixer as an example of why this this scares them because you know Mixer was it was originally Beam before it became Mixer, and they tried to integrate it with Xbox, and obviously big big money went out to get uh, deals like with uh, with with Ninja. And ultimately, it was shuttered and dispersed to, you know, Facebook gaming and other places. Um, and some people are saying, hey, you know, if they couldn't handle that and they couldn't get that yeah. right, why are they trying to, to to kind of, you know, get in the water of, of Discord and, and try again? And I, I don't think that comparison is necessarily fair yeah. um, because they, they picked that up and dropped it pretty quickly. And, and like I said, it, it was no, nowhere near the juggernaut that, that Discord is today. But I'll, I'll tell you this much, Bruno. I was thinking about, like, with Xbox, how how could they integrate it with Discord? And I had a bit of a revelation. I think this is going to blow your mind. Could you imagine? Because right now with Discord video channels, you know, you can use your webcam or you can share your screen, you know, to some people will do like watch parties together or yeah. there's the, 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 the possibilities are limitless. Um, and because anybody can make a server for free, you know, it's very easy to just hop in with your buddies and, and do what you like. Yeah. What would it be like if Game Pass, if there's an option on there, to just pull up a Game Pass window, and without having to have any capture card or extra window, this thing is sending Game Pass directly to your screen, a shared screen that now your your friends can watch you play, or they can bring up their own Game Pass screens, Bruno, and you can play with each other, you know, like uh, window by window. Oh, that would be amazing. I would love that. Yeah, and it would be totally possible. Yeah, I, I think that was one of the coolest things about the Mixer integration with Xbox was the fact that you could start broadcasting right there. It would it would create a channel for you, essentially, and you could start broadcasting right to Mixer. There were so many times when I was like, Brad, get on here and stream Fortnite. I've got nothing else better to do today than watch somebody <laughs> stream. So why don't you just stream well some stuff? Yeah, might as well be. Right. Let's do this. And you'd yeah. be like, sure, you know. And so now there's instances where you can't, you know, do that. And maybe you want to. Maybe, you know, there, there's a, an event like the Fortnite event. And not everyone can make that. But, you you know, your friends are there. You're like, oh, I want, I want to be a part of that too. Or at least be able to view it with you. And... To have that feature would be truly amazing. So if we're thinking along those terms, I think definitely a home run. I think that's exactly where they should take Discord in terms of putting that with uh, Xbox. Mm -hmm. But uh, you're, you're right. Time will tell. And it's not going anywhere. This, this connectivity of uh, having webcams in our lives to be able to talk to people and, and uh, communicate to businesses and clients or whatever is is here to stay. So, well, uh, one more big story to get to before we get to our interview later on in the show. Um, like I said, we're hitting all all the big three first: uh, Nintendo, and then Microsoft, and now Sony. And unfortunately, it's more bad news on the mm. Sony front. You know, Bruno, earlier we had talked about how Sony was shuttering their their movies and TV, where you wouldn't be able to rent or purchase uh, uh, TV shows or movies through their PlayStation Store anymore. And it wasn't all that surprising. But like I said, I had some concerns about, you know, my my own personal content and, and do I really want to commit to having a digital library that could get, you know, yanked away. Yeah. And here we go. So, you know, Sony <laughs> is announcing that they are closing their PS3, PSP 
and PlayStation Vita digital stores all are, are they are going to be most likely announcing. There is an insider source that has said with very specific dates that by the end of the month, Microsoft or rather uh, Sony is going to be making this announcement. So wow. not only are they taking the stores down, but that also means that any games that you digitally own, you will not be able to download again once the store is pulled. It's going to be a com- it's completely shut down. What? I, oh, this that's is rough. very bad news. So you know, in terms of just comparing this to other gen consoles, right? Because that that gen you had the Nintendo Wii, you had the PS3, and you had the Xbox 360. Yeah. Now the Xbox 360 to this day, you can still purchase digital games. There hasn't been any announcement of plans to to undo that. From what I've heard, there's actually still a pretty robust player base playing, you know, on their 360s. I don't but, think we'll ever see them take that away because yeah. of the fact that there's an emulation for backwards compatibility. It seems right. as though the Xbox 360 store and the ability to play on that will be available for the foreseeable yeah. future until they find a way to fully port those games forward. Yeah, they had a game plan, right? So yeah. and it, it's, 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 it's paying dividends for them. But also the Nintendo Wii has uh, shuttered their, their eShop. That actually happened fairly recently. My thing about this is, especially with the PlayStation Vita, this sucks. Because yeah. one of the things that I learned very quickly when we made our Twitter account for Quit the Build, there is a very robust and passionate fan base around both the PSP and the Vita. And I'll tell you something, Bruno, those were nice devices. Yeah, I owned, they really I owned, are. I, I owned uh, the original PSP, um, mm-hmm. kind of the bulkier unit with uh, the, the UMD units you could stick in. Yeah. And I also owned, the. Uh, I, I upgraded to the PSP Go, that slimmer one like, like with the flip phone like that you could slide up. Ooh. And that, that was nice, but you could only uh, buy games digitally. And I loved both of those handhelds. I never had a PS Vita, but they were very good devices. It's just that mobile, or rather handheld consoles were on the way out. It was yeah. as simple as that. Nintendo already had their exit plan in place with the Switch, and the Vita was a very good device. Many people will tell you it's the greatest handheld console of all time. Yeah. But it ju- and it had a lot of great games for it. I mean, there's the, if you look at the game list, a lot of highly rated games, one of the best uncharted games in the series was on the Vita. Wow. The very concerning thing about this for me, Bruno, is the Vita especially, there were a lot of games on there that were digital only. Physical versions mm-hmm. of the of this media were never created, especially in the West. So you have a lot of players now that have to figure out very rapidly how they're going to preserve their content going forward. I'm sure there's going to be some kind of a homebrew community that's figuring some things out. Yeah. But when you don't even have the option of a physical version of a lot of these games... It's a it's a bad situation, and I, I really my my heart goes out to these guys because they care so much about these peripherals. I was just the other day thinking about seeing if I could get like a you know a good deal on like a classic PSP because I mm-hmm. I miss it. I miss yeah. playing like Ridge Racer on my PSP. Ridge and Racer. Yeah, I mean it's. <laughs> oh. Great, great racing game, man. One of my one of my favorite arcade racers. <laughs> so it's it's super sad. Like I said, it's just it's just very a, it's a sombering feeling to to see games that you grew up with or games that you have a library of die. And we I still have my Game Boy, my Game Boy Color, and tons of Game Boy games. Now I don't play them. But I still have them. But you could. And I could. I could play them at any time. I can pop that, pop those batteries in there, and you know, play those games. Pick up exactly where I left off too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the exact yeah. spot that I left off. Like, oh hey, there I am. I think PlayStation, and this is this is part of my beef with them. My our longtime listeners will know that I have. I think that PlayStation 
and Sony like to nickel and dime their customers. And this is, we're starting to get to this point where gamers are not buying the latest console all the time. They're not buying the upgraded versions of all these new IPs or they're sticking to the games that they know and love and they want to play those in the best possible scenario whether that's on Xbox the new Xbox they just want to be able to play the games they love on the consoles that they have and PlayStation is clearly taking a different route and saying we're going to force our customers to upgrade and this is how by just removing everything from that. And so while it, you know, while I can see how it makes sense because we're talking PS3, you know, very old, you know, that we're, we're into PS5 now. So I understand how, you know, they're like, okay, well maybe that, you know, and PSP and PS Vita, they, while they were awesome, awesome handheld consoles, they weren't like huge in terms of bringing out new stuff every year, but to just pull it all. And like you said, not even have the ability to re-download this stuff at a later time is kind of scary because I do that with my own games, right? Like I have a whole, I have a whole slew of games that I'll download and you know there's like xbox uh live which is now xbox network but uh the games for gold essentially give you free games every month just like the playstation does and uh i'll download them really quickly and then or you know select to download them but won't really download them because i know if i've if i've clicked install that I've got, yeah, it'll start. And basically I can go back later and actually download it if I want to. But to say now that, no, you wouldn't be able to have access to those games. You'd have to download them all on an external hard drive is still a scary thought regardless, because I've got an external hard drive right over there that I used to use for my Xbox one and it no longer works. Right. So what do I do now? Like when, you know, at at that point, so yes, you can say, well, you could just download these on an external hard drive and then you'd have them all there. Well, what happens if that doesn't crap, you know, if that craps out, like there's always that what if statement and to have to deal with that as a gamer just means that you're going to be playing less of the games that you love and that sucks for everyone. So this isn't so much a uh, you know a shot at PlayStation. More so, it's just a, a heartfelt. I, I hear you, PlayStation owners. Like this isn't cool. And I think you said it earlier. Um, this is going to be a difficult cycle for 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 Sony and PlayStation. I think you're right. I think the we're seeing a long a long game investment, long con essentially from. Uh, f- from uh, Microsoft with what they've got plans to do and Microsoft or excuse me, uh, PlayStation, it seems doesn't quite know where they're going at this point. They might have an idea, but they haven't clued us in. And so we're just kind of like, what's happening? Like, why are they doing this? It just really seems like Sony is struggling to keep good news in in the, in the media, Mm. you know, to keep that narrative going. Like we've been talking about with Xbox, that you know, we've been talking about Xbox a lot because Xbox has has made sure that their news releases are are keeping <laughs> them in the news and always in a positive light, right? And I mean, I, I can't think of any like majorly bad press for Xbox since like the release of the actual you know Xbox Series S and X because of the limited availability. Yeah. But you know, PS Five had the same problem. Yeah. 
And I think that it, you know, I, I was fi- finally after the news came out that Sony was bringing out ten free games. I'm like, thank goodness we can talk about <laughs> something good that Sony's doing because yeah. I don't, I don't want to constantly be like negative about Sony. But if they're not going to give us good stories to talk about, then we can't just make them up. So <laughs> right. and here we go, like they're right back in with with the bad news. And you know, I was just talking with a friend that was going to be purchasing a PS5. He was going to get the digital only edition, and he's like, thank goodness I couldn't get it because now I'm only going to get the disk drive edition of that because seeing what's happening with the PS3, there's no way. So this could very, very well affect Mm. people's purchasing habits in the future um, to, to say, you know, Hey, these, these digital only consoles, you know, it, it, it just doesn't work for me. This is a huge, we talked about this before. We talked about them releasing physical copies of Scott Pilgrim on one of our episodes, right? And how yep. there's still a huge community of people that love physical games. And right now, Nick, they're sitting back in their chairs and they're saying, see, I told you, I told you, this is why you always buy physical copies of games because they can just remove them from the digital stores. And yeah. we as smart people are like, yeah, I know, but yeah. I didn't want to. Like, you know, like, I didn't want to get up off my couch and change the disc out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, that's really what it like, is. I'm the guy sitting here, like, I'm still playing on Stadia, and it's like, this is like a, a prime example of, like, what can go wrong, yeah. right? When a, a, literally a collection of games that I don't own, but I paid for, you know, if one day down the road they're just like, eh, not so much. And Google <laughs> could. That it's going to be like, oh, well, that sucks to be me. But for me, it's just like the convenience factor. And you've got to factor that in as a gamer these days of convenience is nice. But do I want to have a, a a collection of games that I can take with me into, you know, later days? And like I, like I said, and a lot of, I think, gamers our age will say the people that didn't hold on to those collections of games and, and yeah. take good care of them. You definitely end up regretting that of like, man, I wish I had. Pretty yep. much any game or console that I, I used to have growing up, but I you yeah. know, like since sold it to GameStop for two bucks, and the rest is history. Um, um, but now yeah, I can't so. have eternal retina damage because I sold the Virtual Boy. I did not sell that. I don't. I don't think GameStop would have taken it. I think I. <laughs> I think I broke it when I tried to convert it into a VR headset, but uh, <laughs> I don't think it survived Duct-tape. the. Uh, yeah, when I when I duct taped it to my face, that was that was a, a bad day for a number of reasons. Oh my gosh. But yeah, so we'll see what happens. But uh, like I said, this is not confirmed news, but uh, the the insider source that did leak to a major uh, news outlet uh, is saying that we should be seeing by the end of the month an announcement that, uh, yeah, PS3 and PSP stores will be closing in early July and the Vita store will be closing in late August. So uh, tough news if that's the case and certainly hoping that we are we are proven wrong on that on that story. But hey, we've gotten a very exciting bonus round with one of your buddies, yeah. but also a just a, a fantastic voiceover artist by the name of Scotty Laser. Let's take a listen. And welcome to the bonus round where we interview all sorts of different uh, names and figures, content creators within the, the gaming ecosphere. And today, this is a first for us on the show. We have a voiceover artist by the name of Scotty Laser. Love that name. Scotty, how you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you guys so much for inviting me on. I'm super, super excited. Love the podcast so far for the episodes I've been able to listen to. You guys are very both entertaining. And uh, yeah, I'm happy to be able to come on to the show. Listen to that voice right there, people. I'm, I'm just saying, like, if if butter or velvet 
was a voice, it would be that. So, (laughs) (laughs) oh man, me and Scotty go way back. So I think the first time I really was introduced to Scotty was through my YouTube days. Um, and, uh, yeah, you've just, you, I remember you telling me like, you know, I'm in, I want to get into voice acting. I really am am passionate about that. And you just started going gung ho and never stopped. And I'm super proud of that because it's, it's been an amazing journey to see. So, um, what inspired you to get into voiceovers? Like what, what started this whole journey for you? Yeah. So, uh, no, it has been a crazy journey, honestly. You know, I was, uh, you know, kind of not taking it serious, uh, if you will, for the longest time. And I was just kind of putting it off as like, you know, I'll get there eventually and I'll get there eventually. And eventually (laughs) never came, you know, cause I wasn't putting in the work. So, uh, you know, I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm tired of, you know, putting this off and, you know, really just wanted to follow the dream ever since I was a kid. Honestly, you know, I remember, you know, starting my mornings at 6am with my mom, she went to go to work and, uh, I would be watching, you know, Batman, you know, the bold and with Kevin, uh, Conroy, oh, you know, yes. I am Batman, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, that was the, that was the voice that I grew up with. And, you know, it was, it was him. And then, you know, the, uh, Mark Hamill, obviously, you know, started to go into that Joker role, yeah. um, over the years. And, you know, it was just all these amazing actors and actresses, you know, over the years have just inspired me to do what I wanted to, you know, accomplish. And, you know, I didn't, you know, originally have this voice obviously as a child, but <laughs> <laughs> that'd be crazy <laughs> to hear little Scotty. Mom, I'd like some chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> what's for dinner <laughs> oh, i was gonna say but it did you know it did come quick though it was definitely like i think it was like age age 14 or 15 when this voice started to really like hone in and come into its own <laughs> and it was like i woke up one day and just puberty hit me like a it ton must of bricks <laughs> i mean so. I, i'm just i'm mesmerized right now because I mean, when, 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 before this interview started we were just kind of talking about how things were gonna go i was like I first heard you talk and I'm like, is he in like presentation mode right now? Is this like the mic is on, he's ready to go, but this is just you. It's just me. Yeah. It's just who <laughs> I am. Scotty Laser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess you could say like presentation mode. If you know we were going into that would be more like, Hey, did you ever know that you could use your car insurance and save 15% or more? You know, <laughs> like that, you know, just like switch it up a little bit and go up another octave or two, depending on what the customer wanted. But, <laughs> but yeah, it. no, oh, it's just, man. you know, the inspiration just kind of has always been there, right? Ever since I was a kid and, you know, it was just putting, you know, my, my right foot in front of my left foot and just walking towards it finally. And, uh, you know, it's, it's now starting to come, you know, full circle. I've started to land these bigger gigs and you know and really start to make this my reality and you know it's something that I've worked hard for and you know something that's uh, you know it's well it's well due you know my my time has come to you know really make this full source so yeah this year will uh this year will be the year that voice acting is my full-time gig so I'm I'm very excited that's awesome to uh yeah to make that happen so yeah I'm ready for it. I'm sure for a lot of people, it's more like gig work or just something on the side, you know, someone that has the voice, but to, to be able to to make that switch, 
um, is 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 definitely something to be proud of. So good for you. You know, and, and I have to say, you know, since you are going into full time work, you've seen a lot of things in in this voiceover industry. Have you met anybody in particular uh, in your in your line of work that you would say is interesting? Oh yeah, definitely. No, uh, countless people. You guys think that you know I have the voice, uh, but I know people that, in my opinion, have a better voice than even myself. Um, you know, Don Capone is the. Uh, do you guys know the uh, energy drink uh, body armor? You guys ever seen that or uh, drank that or anything? It's like the. Uh, it's like the other thing, the Gatorade. I don't think I've Not seen. Off I don't hands. Think I've, yeah, I don't think body I've seen, armor. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, to the listeners, you may you may have seen it. It's more of like the uh, go to kind of like after workout or like before a workout what you would drink but he he did that and you know it was uh you know people like lamar jackson and these like huge nfl players were all in this commercial and that was don capone's job was to do the voiceover for these guys um and it was just a cool part of my you know of me growing into this industry i was sitting there you know in a in a skype call with him uh dan watts who was the voice actor for the buffalo bills uh whenever (laughs) they came out on the field you know yeah, and then like Your Jeff Buffalo McNeil. Bills. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, like every like you know uh, advertisement on the Buffalo Bills Super Bowl commercial was uh, Dan Watts, and I was like, wow. this is crazy. And then Jeff McNeil, the guy who did the Frozen voiceover um, for the movie trailer uh, when the movie came out for Disney, you know, oh, that wow. was his one of his big gigs, you know, I'm just sitting here, you know, like a, like a child, you know, at the adults <laughs> table <laughs> and I'm just like trying to soak up as much information as possible. And, yeah. um, yeah, just these great legends in my opinion of the commercial world. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, meeting Rachel Messner and, uh, being able to be taught by her, which she's a, uh, if, if you guys are all into video games and anime, she's a huge person for Funimation's mm. anime, uh, studio and she's in uh, a lot of things like Warframe and a bunch of other different oh, video wow. games that yeah. are you know anything bigger than I've ever done and you know just starting to connect these people and yeah. really meet and talk to them and really be rubbing rub shoulders with them definitely is just crazy it's wild stuff yeah it almost reminds me of I, I've been listening to a lot of the uh, with the, the Office Ladies podcast mm. and how mm. like for them so many people that were around Steve Carell were basically nobody before <laughs> that show took off and all of a sudden they're going to all these big shows and mingling with all these big names and it's just like <laughs> it's 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 shocking and an experience that certainly I can't you know me or Bruno can't be like you know we we understand but right. you've, you've you've definitely experienced it firsthand in your own industry. Well, just the idea yeah. of like being able to to meet some of your heroes and and the people that influence you that you know maybe the average person doesn't know who they are like you think about these voice actors and them walking down the street, they don't get instantly recognized, but call up Mm. and order a pizza. And you're like, you sound familiar. Like, do I, (laughs) do I know you from somewhere? What is this voice that I'm hearing? You know? And it's just so amazing to be able to transport someone to some place or, or be able to transform your voice to draw on inspiration of, of maybe a character or of whatever you may be presenting because to have that in, impact and then just an instantly recognizable voice to go along with it is truly impactful. I, you know, you were talking about commercials. I, I, anytime I listen to a commercial that has a voiceover, I'm constantly trying to like, hone in my hearing and it's like 
is that Ed O'Neill from Modern <laughs> Family? Is he doing voiceover <laughs> now? Like, you know, and it's so funny because you will, you'll like watch some show and you'll be like, hey, that's the same voice from the show. They're doing voiceover now. So, you know, it, it really has, uh, voice acting has really uh, blown up and and it's it's got to be challenging to to not only try and break into the 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 voice acting realm but to to deal with you know compete with other or other professionals what what challenges have you experienced and how did you overcome them yeah so uh you know one one challenge i'm kind of finding is you know how to be able to break into that anime and uh you know more uh video game roles because you know mm. that that role is so uh, you know, such a, a deitized, you know, role of like the heavens on oh, earth, yeah. like, oh, you know, this is, this is, you know, the end all be all. And, you know, it's just a, it's just such an underpaid industry because, you know, so many people want to be in that side, yeah. you know, to be like, you know, oh, I was in, you know, cloud punk, or I was in, you know, cyberpunk, or I was in this video game or, or that, you know, video game or that anime. Yeah. And it's just so cool, you know, and it is awesome, right? I, mean, I won't lie to you. It is an amazing thing to be able to say I've been in that. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's something that is a hard thing to get into because they're always, you know, they use the same voice actor or voice actress because they turn out so much anime yeah. or so many, you know, video games, for example, that they have to find somebody that's not flaky. That's somebody that they could trust because, you know, an anime is on a deadline to meet this and this to dub, you know, they can't have, you know, so-and-so new, you know, myself, for example, come in and be like, yeah, I could do that voice. I could do it better than that guy can, or, you know, I've got a better voice than he does. Well, yeah, but he's been doing it for so long and he's been on time. So it's like, yeah, maybe next time. But yeah. so that's, that's something I'm working on breaking into and, you know, and, and expanding my horizon, uh, so forth there to be into. And I'm trying to reach out to other, you know, voice actors and actresses that are doing it now and seeing how they got into it and, you know, overcoming it by, you know, maybe taking, you know, some lessons from them or, yeah. you know, even just networking with them is the, is the best part, honestly, yeah. you know, to be able to get into that industry because, uh, at some point it becomes, you know, not what your talent is, but who do you know? Oh, you yeah. Know, who, yeah. Like, who, who, oh, absolutely. Like, you know, yeah. who, who's the one that introduced yep. you to me, you know, yep. and like, that's the, that's the biggest part. So, you know, right now it's, it's mainly commercials that I do because that in a weird way is an easier side of the industry. I'm not saying it's completely easy to break into, but yeah. it's something that I've been able to hammer my own way into. And, you know, eventually it's going to be me, uh, going around and, you know, uh, in a sense, doing what's called a, uh, a cold intro or a cold call in a sense, and just going to businesses in my area and just being like, hey, you know, I can make you a commercial. You know, I've got the equipment. I've got everything. I've got That's the voice, idea. you know, yeah, I've got the definitely. script writing capabilities, you know, I've, I've got <laughs> the 4K sold, camera. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I have for you to sell. I'll find something in the house. But don't just get you to stuff. read the ingredients of our yeah. shampoo bottle and <laughs> see what's on here. Hmm keep out of reach of children interesting yeah <laughs> and you know you're totally right you know I, I my wife has gotten very good at this and i'm i guess i'm just i'm too oblivious to it where i'll be playing a game 
um, or or listening to something, and she'll be like, "Hey, I know that person," and like she can peg it. Like she'll be like, "I'm pretty sure he was that there maybe may an actor on a show, but I I heard them from this thing or that thing." And and before you know, but we're like we're, we're googling it, and we're like, "Oh yeah," and then we see like the IMDb, IMDb list. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like what what Tim Curry is to like animation, you know? Right. Uh, of like we're just you know they're all over the place, and you don't really know until you actually see. But it definitely seems like, especially in anime, you're 100 percent right. Um, it's it's like my very limited range of knowledge of like what I grew up with with anime, like Cowboy Bebop and the classics like that. Oh yeah, and Spike hearing Spiegel. any yeah, and hearing any of those voices like they're still being used. It's the same voice actors. <laughs> yeah, Steve and Bloom. Steve Bloom, yeah. the voice actor of Cowboy Bebop, Toonami, uh, you know Transformers, you know so many things. Steve Bloom's just an amazing guy overall. He's got the voice, you know, of of that guy who you want to be on your team. So you know, he's just <laughs> an amazing voice actor, uh, and he now teaches classes and he now teaches oh, how wow. to break into that industry. And he is, you know, such a down to earth guy that, you know, people do take his classes and, you know, try to get some knowledge from him because, you know, in the end. Right. And and Mark Hamill says it best. You know, there is always going to be these characters right till the yeah. end of time. Oh, right? yeah. They, they were so made true. and they are forever implemented into our industry, like into the world yeah. of whatever it is, whether it's TV, movies, uh, anime, cartoons, whatever. And there's always going to be another voice actor for it, right? Mark Hamill yeah. did his take on the Joker. John DiMaggio did his take on the Joker. And so many others will do their take on the Joker, right? Oh, the Joker's yeah. never going away, yep. right? No. <laughs> it's just who's the next guy or girl to do it, right? Yeah, totally. So, yeah. And that's the thing, you know, being in this industry, you learn that nothing is forever, right? So you want to be grateful for every single gig that comes your way because yeah. it is just that, a gig. It's just a one-time thing today. But mm -hmm. they may come back tomorrow and say, hey, you know, you did a great job. Why don't we make another one? Yeah. And it's just an endless door of, you know, revolving of maybe the same customers or new customers, clients, or however you want to call them, coming into your business, basically, and requesting your services. So, yeah. you know, and it's a, I don't want to say it's an easy job, right? Because it is no by any means an easy job but damn is it you know is it fun <laughs> to be able to just pull up a script and stay at home in your pajamas <laughs> and read a and read a and read whatever you got to read for the day right? you know a shampoo commercial <laughs> keep away from kids it's not for kids <laughs> you know yeah. there you go you got so, your read Bruno. <laughs> yeah, it is. so you know it's just it's just like that kind of thing of being grateful each and every day you know it's it's something that you got to count your blessings for and you know be happy what you get to do. Well, yeah, and speaking of new customers, uh, Cloudpunk is a fairly recent addition to your resume, and I was just looking at some of the gameplay for this because this was a game that I had not heard of, and of course, with you know just the the deluge of games that have been coming out in the last year. Oh, of course, um, I, you know it's it's it, there's always something, and I was very intrigued by it. It's kind of this mix of kind of a you know a, this the science fiction environment and almost like a delivery mechanic similar to like Death Stranding, where you're hopping around and delivering things from point A to point B, but more narrative based well i shouldn't say more narrative death stranding is very narrative based <laughs> but you know there's a lot of uh, extra components and almost like a minecraft uh voxel style look to it what was it like working on this game oh man that game was so much fun i got um i went so you go to these places like voice one two three or voices.com you know for where they, they post the gigs and um i saw the studio posted and they wanted a um kind of like a country style you know backwoods you know uh 
voice to it. And I was like, oh, I can do that. I was like, you know, that's not too hard. And I went on and I went for the audition. I read the script and it was like, you know, country uh, backwoods guy that has a mask on. I was like, oh, he's got a mask on. So I was like, I was like, well, he's probably going to talk something like this. And, uh, you know, (laughs) oh, well, I need you to deliver the package from point A to point B. And uh, I got a I got an email, you know, about a a month later. Right. So you you forget. Right. So you go and do these auditions and uh, you forget about them. Right. Like, I probably didn't get it. Yeah. Whatever. On to the next audition. Right. And she's, you know, how you live your life as a voice actor is, you know, am I going to eat today? (laughs) And um I got a, I got an email and they said, Hey, loved your voice. Uh, when can you come in to do, uh, the read? And I was like, wow, I was like, I got time now. Let's do it. (laughs) And then about an hour later I get the script and, uh, it's a a company from Germany of all places. So it was my first international gig too. Um, and it was like just such a cool company to work with. They were so down to earth, uh, so nice as well. So like they sent me the script and they're like, Hey, if you have any questions about, you know, how to read it, you know, we'll be more than happy to jump into a uh, discord call, which is always fun to be able to jump into the call with the director and be able to ask them questions about their characters that they made. And they sent me these like, um, uh, sketches of, uh, you know, what the characters look like. And I was able to kind of hone in on the character a little bit better at that point. And, um, I sent them two takes and, uh, they sent me back like a couple of revisions and then I got my paycheck and that's all she kind of wrote for that. And then <laughs> nice. a couple months went by of them developing it some more. And I got another email and they're like, Hey, the game's out. And I was like, Oh, sick. I was like, well, I was like, um, I'm, I'm going to go and buy it. And they're like, don't worry about it. We've got you. And they sent me a copy of the game. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> that's yeah. Awesome. And they're like, yeah. and I was like, wow. I was like, that's crazy. Thank you guys. Which doesn't happen all the time. So for people listening, don't expect the company that you're working with to give you things. But besides <laughs> the paycheck. Um, but it was great, though. And they're just such a down to earth, like style of uh, small uh, team community based game. And I was just so happy to have the opportunity to work with them. And uh, I think they were just recently nominated uh, for an award as wow. well for that game. Um, and they, uh, you know, they still are working on the game till this day and updating it and adding yeah. more things to it. So, you know, who knows? Maybe later down the road, I'll get another call from them saying, hey, we got some more lines for you to deliver. <laughs> right? you know, DLC you, you content on the way. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. the hope. You want one of those like sweetheart, like Blizzard style deals where you're like a character on Overwatch. You're like, you know, like every holiday, someone's, someone's giving yep. me a phone call. Oh, yeah, trap. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I want I want the guy that wants to get the best amount of skins. Give me the most skins possible. That's right. <laughs> Reskin that. me, baby. I'll do a voiceover every time. There you go. And that's just wow. something cool about it. That's 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 the greatest thing about being a voice actor is you never know what you're gonna wake up to the next day for your gigs. And uh, you know, you put your auditions out and you hope and you pray and you know you think you do a good job and you get some calls and you're good for the month. All right, well, Scotty, this has been such an enlightening experience. I've, I, this is my first ever time really meeting someone that's that's you know legitimately in the voiceover industry, Definitely. and uh, it's very cool that uh, you know you you've kind of a success story really uh, of of you know really really getting in there and hustling and, yeah. and, and doing your thing. So um, thanks for much, so much for coming on the show. And now for all of our listeners, because I know that we do a lot of interviews with other like, indie game developers, and, and there are listeners that are kind of in that business. If you want to get a hold of Scotty. Oh, yeah. Scotty Laser, I love saying that. That's amazing. <laughs> then you can reach him at Twitter. Twitter.com uh, is uh, at Scotty Laser. Laser with a Z. 
Yep. Um, and also on the TikTok, Scotty Laser. We will have the links to all of his socials on the description for this podcast. So check this guy out because, I mean, like I said, this guy is has is in voiceover mode all day. That, that <laughs> much is it. obvious. Oh, yeah. yeah. Live and breathe it. <laughs> but, yeah, thank, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. No, thank you guys so much for having me. It was an absolute blast. And, uh, yeah, to anybody potentially needing some voiceovers, I'm right here. <laughs> I want to eat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but it's, it's great though. No, but you guys are awesome. And uh, yeah, thank you to everybody that's listening. And we're back. Bruno, you know, like I said in the interview, when we first started talking to Scotty, I thought for sure this guy was in like, you know, full <laughs> Billy Mays mode of like, you know, I'm here to, I'm here to, to sell you something. But uh, this guy is, he's, he's one of those just rare types where he's just got, he's got, he's got the golden voice, man. Yeah. It's always on. Yeah, he really does. And it's funny that you mentioned Billy Mays because I don't think there's a microphone out there that can capture Billy Mays' like voice. Like he'd have to sit like a hundred feet away from the microphone. <laughs> Billy Mays here. Like he doesn't need I a mean, microphone. He just had yeah. the best yell ever. God, God rest his soll. Yes. But um, <laughs> yes, yeah, Scotty is. Uh, wow, what an what a really great interview. And what a like I said, if there is if there was ever a voice like equivalent of velvet his is it like he's just got this and to be able to like change your voice like that you know is i've always been into that I, ever since i was a kid i've wanted to do voiceovers and and cartoons and that kind of stuff and i would do different sound effects and voices and my my parents were always impressed and i still do them to this day and it just found another medium to do that so you know it's great to see your friends um you know pursue something like that and try and make that their career and just say i'm going for it like I don't need an excuse. Um, I'm not wasting any more time. There's so many instances I feel like in life where we have friends or or just acquaintances that like I'd really love to do this or and they just why don't you you know why don't you get up there and do that? That's one of the reasons we started quit the build you know the quit the build podcast and I'm so thankful to be able to do this week after week. You know we we have such a great conversation and um, the listeners we see the listeners go up every week. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a pleasure for me to be able to explore that with, uh, not only a great friend, but in front of a great audience as well. So thanks to all the people out there that listen to us. Um, be sure to check us out online. We have so many ways that you can connect with us. We're on YouTube. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Like we were talking about before, we have a Discord as well. And we even have a Patreon, okay? We have a Patreon where you can grab cool merchandise um, and get bonus episodes from us every month. We're going to be doing some more tweaking with that. But be sure to follow it and, um, you know, let us know how we can improve it or or any ways that you might, you know, maybe something that you want in a tier that we don't offer, we're willing to make those changes and, uh, you know, uh, seek it out. But the big news for Quit the Build, obviously, is Nick. We we've reached we've reached the uh, the Zoomers. We've reached. We got them. there. We got there. We weren't quite sure how we were going to get there, and we're like, "Hey, maybe we should take a TikTok." Apparently, that's a thing that people use. Yeah. And we, we 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 blew up on TikTok. I, I I look in the next day. I sent you a screenshot. I'm like, 
we uploaded our clips and there's like 2,000 likes. Like, what happens? <laughs> apparently, no apparently, we're big on the talk. So we've yep. only been on there for a couple of days. But check us out. Yeah, at uh, you, if you go to our website, you can get a link to that as well. But uh, yeah, just go to uh, Quit the Build there on TikTok. And we've got uh, all of our highlight clips, just like on YouTube. Uh, yeah. You can get uh, them in TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. Tip top TikTok form, yes. <laughs> uh, if go. you would like to, if you would like to uh, consume your uh, your your QTB content that way, and you might even see some exclusive things. I've been putting up some of the memes that yeah. our our elite meme team, and we do have one by the way. Yeah, buddy. is uh, is creating. I put the uh, one, one, one of the Dean memes from Community up there on. Uh, I hit it in between <laughs> it. all the highlight clips. I love that. that too. So yeah, you might you might see some bonus content on there that you will not see on other platforms. So check us out on the TikTok. And uh, thanks so much for your support. All right. Well, that pretty much does it for today. Be sure to join our growing community. Follow us around the web. Be part of the street team with the official Quit the Build merch. You can get one, quitthebuild.com slash community. You can check out our blog there where we have amazing contributions. You just did an amazing write-up on a previous episode we had um, of an indie game um, surrounding Alzheimer's, which I ironically forgot to put up. Um, but Ayo. it's up there now, and I got, you know, I'm just, like I said, we're always doing stuff for the website, so be sure to to check that out. Follow us wherever you can. Subscribe. Leave those reviews for your chance to win a, a Pierce Pop Art, uh, Pierce Unlimited merch giveaway, and you'll be able to hear us every Wednesday and Saturday, wherever podcasts are heard. But until next time, for Nick, I'm Bruno. And for Bruno, I'm Nick. Peace out. What it do.